Thank you for joining us on localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Tim Muma, and you're listening to Technically Speaking, where we check out the technological components related to business and employment. It's hard to ignore the push toward digital media. For example, it's been recently reported that Americans now are officially spending more time on mobile devices than they are using TV, and that's actually a first in U.S. history. So what does this actually mean for businesses and how they might leverage that digital media? Daryl Hively is the founder and CEO of Guarantee Digital, and with over 28 years in media as a whole, Daryl brings a wealth of knowledge and experience to the show today. Daryl, thanks for coming on LJN Radio. Hey, happy to be here. Well, let's get any confusion out of the way right off the bat for some of our listeners. When we're referring to digital media, what does that include exactly from your perspective? Sure. Well, you know, in our world, it starts with a merchant's digital presence or the business's digital presence. Are they visible in search? Do they look good when a potential customer finds them? And that includes all screens, as you just mentioned regarding mobile. We actually saw mobile searching tip about this time last year to more mobile searches are now happening than on desktop. Mm-hmm. So it's just really critical. A business looks good on the small screen. So that, that's where it starts with us. And then it moves into things like social media. Are they leveraging the digital word of mouth that is social media to drive repeat and referral business? And sort of the last part of digital for us is in the targeting capabilities, the ability to really be a sharpshooter with your digital marketing and, and quit wasting budgets on potential consumers that are clearly not in the market. Sure. So when you look at digital media as a whole, then obviously you have so much experience and seeing things change over the years. What do you see as the greatest assets to utilizing digital media as opposed to maybe some of the traditional options for businesses in the past? Well, certainly as you know, just touched on the ability to, to make your ad budget work a lot harder for you and, mm-hmm. and target people who are actively in the market for your products and services. It's never been easier to also educate consumers so that when you do connect with them, whether it's a job seeker or a consumer, they're a lot more educated about your company. And also with social email marketing, text marketing, great way to stay top of mind with consumers Mm -hmm. is it's easy to promote your loyalty programs and encourage those customers to stay connected to you. We'll definitely touch on some of those things as well here in a moment. I wanted to ask from your perspective The idea of social media, we still come across from our side companies that might not dive into it fully, especially again, if we're talking about social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Have you seen still a lot of doubt and skepticism as to the importance, the value, the return on investment when it comes to these platforms? Certainly a lot less than we used to see. We we do a lot of merchant educational seminars uh, around the market uh, with a lot of our partners. And these days, you know, with over a billion people on Facebook, Mm -hmm. we've seen a real sort of leveling of of the demographics, you know, from your 55 plus crowd on down, virtually the majority of any demographic group is now using social media. So it's not a question of if our customers are there, but more, how can we get ROI out of having a presence there? That's what the conversation usually focuses on these days. So does that become their biggest concern, not being able to really, in their minds, get a a statistic on this or really understand, well, this many people equals this for us? Yeah, it's, um, you know, certainly there's plenty of of good, solid reporting to go with it. But it's that it's that having that actionable, measurable data to show this is bringing people in my in my door. Right. And it's really about creating engaging content the right kind of content that creates that loyal fan base, keeps them interacting with you, and then ultimately you know, brings them in your door or, or makes them your biggest cheerleader is they tell all their friends and family how much they like your business. <laughs> right. So when it comes to companies that might have these concerns, you mentioned doing some you know, coaching and teaching, so to speak. 
What are your biggest selling points to them as far as why this is an area they need to focus on? It's in a very affordable marketing channel. Sure. You know, when you look at all the ways you can connect with consumers, you can spend a lot of money in things like television and, and putting a big billboard up on the side of the road. So, you know, we, we say it's a gift that keeps on giving. You know, as you build out that marketing channel and, and give your customers the choice, you know, do they want to follow you on Facebook? Would they rather get a monthly email newsletter? Maybe a, an occasional text. Who knows? Maybe they want to read your blog. Whatever it is, give, give your customers the choice of the way they want to stay in touch with your business. And now you've built in these marketing channels that with, you know, frankly, a push of a button, mm -hmm. you can be communicating with your, your most rabid fans and, and getting them to engage with you more often. Well, I'm glad you bring up the term engagement. I feel that's a big piece a lot of times people utilize when you're talking about social media. What do you see as some of the best ways businesses can be utilizing digital media? You mentioned some of the targeting ideas, um, you know, real-time advertising. Uh, people will hear that term as well. Engagement. Do you have sort of a, a balance of how this all fits together or how an, a company might attack these areas or what the best, again, the best way to utilize digital media would be? Sure. You know, it, it starts with, again, getting your, your online presence established, right. making sure that when people do find you online, that you look good when they find you. And again, that's on any size screen. 85% of us, if we don't know the name of a business, we're going to just Google it. Right. We're going to hop online. We're going to do some research. And as I tell my, my, our customers, here's a consumer raising their hand saying, I want what you have to offer. Are you making it easy for them to find you? Because for a lot of consumers these days, if they can't find you, you pretty much don't exist. Right. You know, they're, they're not going out to the looking for the phone book that they may not even have kept when it <laughs> arrived on their doorstep. Yeah, what's, what's to... <laughs> a phone book? I've heard of these things. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't even make it in the house a lot of times. <laughs> no. They go right in the recycling bin. And um, so, it, you know, job one, get found. Take control of your website. You know, it's an online brochure that you put up in touch once a year just doesn't get it these days. You've got to keep it fresh. We highly encourage blogs. Great way to, to, to keep your customers educated, but Google loves a fresh website. Hmm. And it's going to help with your search ranking. I love that you brought up the idea of the website just specifically because I've had so many people, I mean, myself included. You're right. If you can't find a website for the company, you almost feel like they're not legit or, or they don't exist in your mind. So I, I do appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah. And it's certainly a, a matter of trust and, and making them feel legitimate. I know certainly from a recruiting standpoint, if you're hiring 20-somethings or teens, that's the first thing they're going to check out before they ever submit an application. Mm -hmm. You know, so if, if as a business you don't like you're with it, you know, or and like you understand that we're now in the 21st century, they're <laughs> probably going to go apply somewhere else. You talked about this a little earlier, uh, as far as possibly some email marketing and texts. I often wonder how does a business determine how much interaction they're actually putting out there. Of course, the consumer has some control over that as far as what they're accepting. But I think it can be difficult because so many consumers, as you mentioned with the mobile, we want all that information right at our fingertips. At the same time, a lot of consumers don't want to be bombarded with emails or texts or even seeing advertisements on their timelines or on the sites themselves. Is there a way to figure that out? Does that just come through research and, and knowing your audience? What do, you, what do you look to to kind of find that sweet spot? A couple of great points there, and, and you touched on it. Know your audience. Have that deep conversation. Who is your customer? How do they like to be reached? What are the best times of day to reach them? And more importantly, it's not about shoving a lot of promotional messaging down their throat, mm. but giving them value, giving them quality content that, that they can use and learn something from, build community connections, 
but yes, and also occasionally push some promotional information to them. It's giving them the luxury of choice. As I think I mentioned earlier, you know, maybe some just want an email once a month or once a quarter. Others may want to actively follow your business on Facebook, but let the consumer decide and don't, you know, obviously spam them or push information at them that they don't want. That's a great point. I don't want to put you on the spot too much here, but could you give us a quick example of what might be considered content that is more of a connection or engagement versus something that's purely promotional that ones, you know, a lot of people would be turned off by? One of the greatest, best examples we've seen recently, and we actually use this in our seminars and with some of our clients, was the ALS challenge, right? All those ice buckets of cold water being dumped on people. Well, the amazing thing there is that generated for for the research they're trying to do over $42 million. The best they did all last year, I think 2013, was something like 8.2 million. Wow. Like not a, you know, not a, a, a drop in a bucket by any means, but they blew that number away. And it was all on the back of social media and YouTube. Well, we identified some of our clients who were very engaged in the cause. They've had somebody that ALS affected. And so we challenged other businesses in the community to take the ALS challenge mm-hmm. and the viral nature of that just locally for some of our clients. We had a client that when it was all said and done, I think 22,000 people saw that they were taking the challenge and that they were tying in other businesses in the community. So it's those types of community connections you can do for a client that aren't promotional at all, but let people see the human side of your business. And that that oftentimes goes much further than telling them today's 50% off a large pizza. (laughs) Hey, and that is incredible. I think that's a great example, the ALS challenge, because as you said, so many people knew about it, contributed, and for you to be able to relate it to this side of things, I think uh, I think that's phenomenal. And it's amazing to think 20 years ago, that would have never even been possible, really. I mean, I can't see it working other, any other way than how it has with digital media now. Yeah, well, the director of the ALS Foundation said, this is literally a game changer for us. Hmm. The amount of research they're going to be able to throw at this now that they couldn't afford to do before that's when you start really seeing the power of social media, the ability to change lives. And again, it's great to use it to, to sell shoes and pizzas, but <laughs> th- that's a whole different level there. So. Right. Now, we've been talking about the value of all of this and some examples of how it can work. What do you see as some of the common mistakes that employers and companies make when it comes to digital media? One of the best practices we preach is, and I, I wish there was some secret sauce we could just hand out to say, here's how you do a social media right. The big thing is you've got to commit to the time and the content and do it with a frequency. We see so many Facebook ghost towns out there Mm -hmm. where the merchant had all the best intentions in the world. They set up their page and they posted regularly for a few months. And for whatever reason, they got busy and they stopped. And really, that's almost worse than not doing anything at all. Because to some consumers who come across that page, they may wonder if you're still in business. Mm. So... We say commit to the content. If you have somebody internally that can do it, great. If not, find a partner that can help. And of course, that's where we come in for a lot of our clients. You know, it's interesting, as you mentioned there, if somebody goes to a Facebook page and it isn't active anymore, there are so many options now to quick just Google something else and move on from that company. I think that's almost scary in a way for many companies if they aren't up on all the media side of things. Yeah, they do have to, to, to establish their presence. And it is also building an asset for their business. Hmm. You know, we've talked to merchants and say, you know, if you ever go to sell your business, to look at the new owner and say, I have a website which gets this much traffic and I have these built-in marketing channels, 
which go with the business. So when we sell the business, you take control of these channels. You've got a built-in way to immediately drive business. So I think it just makes a business more valuable to have that built in. With some of what your company does over there at Guarantee Digital, you work with a number of media partners, more than 50 uh, from what I've seen. What is the role that they play in all of this? And how does that interact with the companies that you talk about and as well as what you do over there as well? Well, the bulk of our business is through those media partners. We're also blessed to have 40 or 50 direct local clients out here in the Lake Country area of uh, the Milwaukee metro area, uh, which we love and we work closely with. But for our media partners, we basically give them a turnkey digital agency. So we have the best of breed products, everything from websites to social media and email marketing and, and a lot of those marketing solutions. So we provide it. Their team is then trained on how to go out and, and understand a merchant's need and offer the right product to the merchant in their respective markets. And then my team here in Delafield does all the fulfillment. So we build the websites. We handle the social media posting. We do the digital target marketing for them. So these are all things that enable that media partner to keep their costs down, right. provide affordable solutions, because they haven't had to run out and hire basically a duplicate of my staff here in Delafield. <laughs> all they need to focus on is sales, and more importantly, understanding the merchant's need, providing the right set of solutions, and then we handle all the fulfillment. And I think it's great just so that you know people listening, many of whom, again, will make some of these decisions within their company, understand there are options out there that you don't necessarily have to go out and hire an entire team. I think that's a lot of the fear that comes about this is the cost of having a couple people who are handling this or even more so in some cases. Speaking of those listeners who might be in those positions, I wanted to ask if you could give us a quick rundown of what you think a company should definitely have when it comes to digital media. And I'm looking at it sort of at three levels. The first level being kind of that minimum, what you need to have, as, even if you're just a beginner jumping into this. A second level, which would be kind of your average novice area. And then if you get to that next level, that final level of being an expert in digital media, how would you break down what they need or what they should have to be a player at each of those levels? We work with clients of all sizes, you know, fr from the SMB, you know, the small to medium business, which is the backbone, of course, of, of, our, of our economy and make up 80, 90% of all businesses, all the way up to the key accounts. And, mm -hmm. and those key accounts, of course, may have that expert on staff that they're paying to manage all of their, their digital marketing for them. For that level, and I'll, I'll start with expert and go backwards. So okay. at the expert level, that person, it isn't digital marketing they should be integrated with all the marketing that's going on at that company. So don't stick the digital guy in the corner. He should be at the <laughs> table and, and make sure that he is fully integrated and in sync with the rest of the marketing initiatives for the company. So that may be a, a one-man or multi-person department, but it is definitely, again, integrated. That person may also be working with a full-service ad agency mm. to, to fulfill some of the programs. But then as you go down, all the way down to basic, you, you know, it, again, have your online presence, get it established, make sure you're found in search, make sure you look good when you are found on all size devices, and then maybe pick, pick that one or two social channels that you want to and feel like you have the time to regularly stay updated with and start there. At that, that mid-range, again, at the novice level, it's, it's continuing to, to add, add channels, maybe branching into you know, text marketing or maintaining an email newsletter. It might be taking some of your advertising budget and buying digital marketing versus some of the traditional stuff you may have been doing. Sure. But it's, you know, all along the way there, I, we tell our customers, look, some things you outsource, 
some things you can do internally. For even a small business who may outsource their taxes and doing their payroll, you may want to outsource your social media, you know, because sometimes it pays to have the experts do the work for you than trying to figure it out yourself. And of course, that is something we always tell our listeners is we're, of course, speaking in generalities here and each company's situation is going to be different and they have to understand where that role is. But I'm glad you're able to just give us kind of some of those baselines to keep in mind. So at least you can refer to when you are trying to map all of this out. We are getting low on time here. I wanted to give you the floor to offer any final thoughts regarding the idea of companies leveraging digital media for their business, the value, the importance, whatever you think would be a nice takeaway for our listeners from our conversation today. The one thing I would say is uh, it's no longer an option. Get in the game. Our customers, the consumer is already there, right? And even if we as businesses have been too busy or haven't been able to dedicate the resources at this point, it's not going anywhere. (laughs) And so it's time to get in the game. If you can do it yourself, great. If you can't, of course, companies like Guarantee Digital would love to help you. The point is dedicate the time and the resources. There are very affordable ways to get in the game from do-it-yourself options to hiring companies like ours. Again, it's no longer an option. It's time to to step it up and and make sure that your digital presence is quality and that you're taking advantage of some of these really nice targeting capabilities. I think that's the perfect way for us to close out this edition of Technically Speaking. Again, talking about the ways that businesses need to be leveraging digital media. And as our guest, Daryl Hively, said, it's really not even an option anymore. It has to be done. Again, we've been speaking with Daryl Hively. He's the founder and CEO of Guarantee Digital. Daryl, thanks again for coming on the show and sharing your insights today. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. Check us out on the web at guaranteedigital.com. There you go. If you have any questions, want to find out more about them, as he said, go to their website there as well. If you want to get in touch with us, as always, you can send us an email, ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. If you have any feedback or maybe some suggestions for future shows, you can also find us on Twitter at the LJN. For everyone here at LJN Radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.